being entrepreneur it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and uh, thank you, know, you for having me you're welcome we've been looking forward to having you and uh, just for the sake of our listeners could you give us a quick introduction about yourself sure um so so hi i'm co-founder and chief executive at clientjoy uh, which was previously uh, riddle and we help agencies and freelancers serve their clients better uh, we've got a saas product which is available on clientjoy.io um it helps agencies manage their customer life cycle from from their sales proposals projects uh, ticketing um invoicing and and payments um so that's what I, that's what i do um, now and i've been doing for for the last half a decade a little more than half a decade i um i did my mechanical engineering and then i worked as an investment banker for for about a year and a half uh, before starting on this journey of uh, of running and building a startup with two of my closest friends um abhishek and anupama right so that's that's a that's a quick background uh, in terms of where i'm from what i do yeah wonderful so uh, yash this reminds me of the time when i uh, came to ahmedabad yeah. and uh, i was uh, i had uh, in got incubated i create uh, okay. with webhav and uh, webhav yes. was a bad senior and yes. all of those uh, guys and uh, i was at iim ahmedabad and i mm-hmm. was uh, visiting this uh, uh, thing organized by cie and yeah. uh, i saw you uh, there uh, you were pitching uh, and you were uh, pitching to investors at that time and it was yeah. i think unka uh, ek event hota tha every year there you uh, to these guys and you were explaining your product and your journey and there was some uh, i'm not sure probably 300 to 350 or people in the uh, yeah. room the and uh, yeah. it was like one of my early days you know like one of my uh, first few months into it and i was like yeah. you know, this is how i want this is what i see uh, myself doing and uh, uh, this is where i want to be i want to build something so i was very uh, uh, intrigued by the kind of passion and the kind of you know enthusiasm you had and i think what five years or six years to this day it's yeah. still the same the intro had the same amount of energy the same amount of enthusiasm so that's great man how like how has the journey been and you know let's start from uh, i am amdabad playing a role in your sure, uh, sure absolutely yeah. so uh, so we we basically uh, you know when we when we started off it was it was just the three of us and all of us were at our, were at our jobs right so uh, were at our full time jobs so i was i was working at a bank abhishek was uh, was a product head uh, it was a hardware product uh, for a company and, and anupama was uh, was running her own kind of web design studio and and you know um we we had spare time at our hand and so what we started doing was um you know i'd go to these uh you know kind of comedy uh, clubs and and you know pubs and stuff like that in mumbai and i'd go and pitch to these uh, stand up comedians or you know bands that are performing over there and I, i'd go and tell them that hey you know uh, if you guys had a website um you'd get more gigs um you know what do you think um and and so so just strike up a conversation with them and i'd convert some of them um and so i'd i'd bring those uh, leads um and then close them uh, you know we'd do static websites for them and i'd pass it on to abhishek abhishek would design the website and and anupama would code the website and and we'll fulfill that project in 20 days 25 days and um and and over a period of 5 months um we did that we did that for about i think 18 19 um different different folks um so um out of that uh, i mean um, I, i'm not sure um you know if you if you know abhishek upmanyu 
um so so his yeah, first yeah. website was was done by us right um and and yeah so so stuff like that and and um over a period of 5 months you know we realized that uh, you know we are spending a lot of time juggling between these tools rather than actually getting work done um right. and if it's and, and we were three like really close friends by that time um and and so the so the idea was that you know if three friends who are working on like building static websites which is what 10000 12000 in 2013 um and and so if that's a problem then then there are companies there who are building bridges and and stuff like that and and you know uh, folks who work there are not even good friends um they may be also facing a problem of internal collaboration and stuff like that so that was the that was the basic premise that we started with right uh, our own problem um and and you know scaled up it may be problem for other people as well and so with that idea we we went to uh, cii which is the incubation center at ian amdavad um, right. we went over there made a pitch um to a closed room it is a closed room pitch right so just two three people who were there as a as a jury um and and we got selected and and so after the selection they said uh, you know we cannot invest in a company which has part time founders which is absolutely fair uh, and so we said hey you know if you're investing we'll leave our jobs i mean that's um that's not even a question um so they said yeah so you submit your papers we're investing in your company and so we started with a seed capital of 10 lakhs um so so 10 lakhs Uh, three people with absolutely zero prior experience of starting a company and uh, and when we just started working at it um started building an mvp um the first um, the the hypothesis that we we started with was you know let's let's make a list of all the assumptions that we are making right um, and then let's go on a journey of validating or invalidating those assumptions so the first assumption was um you know uh, this was a big enough problem to solve um the second assumption was people would pay for a problem like this uh the third assumption was would we be able to scale it or not and so we we kind of began a step by step journey of um validating or invalidating those assumptions right so 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 then that's that's the time that we started at uh at at iim amdabad stayed there for about it was a 3 month residential acceleration program right at the time um so we stayed over there um, had a large number of peers learned a lot of things from them built our mvp um and then i think the 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 uh session or, or the one that you're talking about was uh was after the mvp was ready and we had 10 paying customers was when we were pitching so um so so the passion uh, that you saw was actually desperation on <laughs> on my side <laughs> hey you know we we actually spent a year year and a half building the product and and getting these people um as as our paying customers and and you know now we need funds to be able to grow because there's some amount yeah. of proof of concept already there so that's that's kind of how we started that's that's uh, great yeah and and i think uh, that's one of the biggest challenges uh, when you uh, start a tech company is to get your mvp i think that is even tougher than yeah. uh, your subsequent clients yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact uh, just to add to that when i uh, was also so you were building something very similar to slack and yeah. i went on building something very similar to quip it okay. was uh, it was known as work social and i was trying to you know like uh, base my so i was kind of following at that time what riddle is up mm-hmm. to and you know things like that so you were there on my bookmarks on the google chrome thing <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah awesome yeah. but uh, anyway that dropped that idea dropped out and uh, mm-hmm. i realized that <clears throat> i don't have a tech background so you know that yeah. uh, uh, didn't really uh, make made a lot of sense for me so that is 2017 
um oh, and, right. and so so we've been we've come a uh, we've come some way since then and and yeah so we we've, we've we've also pivoted a couple of times in in between so as a matter of fact um there are two names so one is one is name of the brand which is which is gradle or client joy and and second is is the name of the company so so our, the name of our company is like the legal entity name is pivoting softwares private limited right? and, and, and <laughs> to keep pivoting uh, <laughs> to keep pivoting yeah all, and in the, all the absolutely in the <laughs> in spirit of the name we we keep pivoting and and so so that's how we kind of arrived to uh, to to where we are today so uh, we we identified that you know just just plain pitching collaboration communication platform or tool for uh, for companies it's not going to make sense right we've got to identify a particular use case for a particular industry and then and then pivot the product to be able to uh, cater to that and and also change right. our positioning as well and to and to answer the question that that you were saying as well right so we've uh, we've now uh, uh, been able to create a process wherein so so the way that we take feature requests uh, it it comes in via three funnels right so the first is is obviously what we believe we should have um, you know as a product given that we ourselves were an agency a long long time ago um right. the second funnel comes in from uh, from the client feedback so so we've got a very very prominent submit a feature request within the product um and so as and when our customers feel that this is something that they need they just submit it over there we've also got a flourishing community um on on facebook of our users so uh, so that's where people ask questions people submit features as well and the third thing is is uh, you know the um, the insights that we get from their behavior on the platform right um and and that's that's the third thing how we get new feature requests and feedbacks from the customers so um so, so just to give you uh, give you a very simple example as in uh, i mean we see that that you know if a project manager has to assign 20 tasks um it it and and so let's say if, if he's initiating a particular project and it takes him about an hour to create 20 tasks because he's got to you know figure out the assignee enter the due date start date and task title description all of sub tasks and all of those things so so he said hey you know this this has got to be easier right because it's it's something that's not his core um uh, it's not an it's it's not an output driven thing that he's doing right mm. um and so we implemented a natural language process Right. So, so you can uh, you got a taskbar where you can say, okay, you know, at the rate, uh, Jivitesh, I need the marketing report by 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, hashtag growth, right? And so, so it picks up the the it picks up the channel of the project, it picks up the person, it picks up the timeline, it picks all of those things just from your natural language. So stuff like that comes right. from comes from looking at at the way that people are behaving on the platform. So these are the three major channels through which we get feedbacks right. and for for user updates. Yeah. so does that even add it to your uh, calendar let's say 5:00 uh, uh, this thing and constantly the yeah, yeah it does all of that right so yeah so we've got a native calendar within within our app as well and then it integrates with your outlook uh, google or apple calendar so it works both ways so it's a two way sync so yeah yeah so i'm sure you must have been through all of those things and uh, know how will yeah. we move <laughs> move forward how am i the right person to design the process Sure. you know which sure. which should be uh, universally uh, uh, suiting to so many different kinds of organizations and kinds of yeah. you know pro- uh, project yeah. managers everyone has their different ways of uh, trying to work around their thing so uh, so one thing that we that we understand and and this is fundamental right that uh, that our team is 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 good but it's not enough right and and that's something that so it's a it's it's a necessary uh, condition but not a sufficient one to build a good product right and and so 
um, and and so we firmly kind of believe that uh, that you know us and our users or our customers are in partnership. So we've got uh, you know we we basically have very very open conversations with them. So as an example, every month we do an open webinar where um, where it's a two way uh, kind of an kind of a sync or an, a kind of an introduction where people will will come in and and then we have conversations with them in terms of um, you know what are the biggest challenges that you are facing. So that's that's one thing that we do. The other thing. Um, that we do is is we offer them weekly updates on what our team is doing, uh, so that if there is any course correction that is required, they'd be able to do that as well. Um, the third thing that that we do um, is is that we've got a Facebook community, right? Which is where uh, which is which is essentially a group of of all of our users, uh, which is where they come and they can come in and they can post. And one of the good things about this is is that you know uh, a user will typically come in and say that hey, you know, I need as an example, I need recurring invoicing feature, right? Um, and and he'll not stop at that. He'll actually in the community they'll go ahead and say that you know these are the steps that you can have. Um, these are the reference uh, you know products that you can look at. Um, these are some of the design assets that you can look at. And so once once we have that and once we decide okay this is what we want to work on, then we'll create an envision prototype and again share it in the community and ask them to comment. Um, then once we have you know kind of a test version, so we we've got beta dot clientjoy which we give access to all of our uh, community users, um, where uh, which is which is basically our test uh, you know right. uh, platform. Right. So they can log in and they can see actually what are the statuses. Another thing that we've done is is that our product roadmap is public, right? So um, so our users who are signing up today, they know that what's going to come in three months, six months, and what's their plan for long term, right? Um, so so all of these things essentially so. It's it's a collaborative effort uh, between right. between us and our uh, our user base and and it's 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 kind of uh, it kind of sits under the underlying philosophy that that us and our customers are in partnership and that's that's kind of pretty much it. So um, if if you're running in, and this is the major difference between an agency and a product, right? If if you're running an agency where you're building a product for one customer, you have a scope of work document. Uh, this is what the client wants. Right. Over here, as a as a SaaS product, your customer does not really have a face, um, and so it really depends on on a couple of things. So it, it depends on how well can you engage with the user base that you have. Um, it depends on on what are your skill sets in terms of identifying that these are the uh, are the pain points, right? Um, uh, a lot of the times, the the questions that we ask are are not leading questions. It it, it, it is a lot of work to for us to kind of get rid of our confirmation bias, right, um, and and stuff like that. So so it's 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 an effort in in you know making sure that that we are as open as possible, as transparent as possible. That's that's great. I think the the entire fact that it's it's a community driven uh, yeah. uh, process to derive your product specifications and requirement. I yeah. think that's uh, essentially. I mean that's the way to build the right kind of product. Also, yeah. like you can't your your team. Like, like very rightly said, I think your team is not enough to. Uh, yeah. No matter how good your team is, they are not enough yeah. until unless you have good user uh, case scenarios yeah. and all of that. Yeah, uh, and then over a period of time, we started realizing that hey, you know, if we're building, you know, kind of everything for everyone, we're we're not we're I mean we're building nothing for no one, right? Because it's not working for for anyone in in the in the uh, uh, in the industry or or in the customer base, and so. Um, so we started looking at our user base, and we started identifying that what are the actual use cases that people are using it for. Right? And so this journey kind of started in 2017, mid 2017, um, where uh, where 
most of our competitors um so let's say include uh, slack or asana or uh, you know quip or or n number of competitors uh, that we have it's a very very crowded market right the project management task management collaboration um space uh, when we saw that you know the the kind of product that they were building was was, was basically very very horizontal right so um so as an example a pharma company uh, or a health, or, or let's say a construction firm or an agency or any company could could go ahead and use slack and and great right um we we could not and and did not want to be that we wanted to uh, we actually wanted to go vertically deep into a particular use case for a particular industry um we also understand the fact that it would it would shrink the kind of market size that that we could have but then we um we we kind of took relief in in the thought that you know hey if we are able to position ourselves well for a particular industry then uh, we'll have much better use case much better product much higher benefits for them um in the end so so then we decided that hey you know we we're looking at uh, basically companies that are um you know in the business of renting out their employees time and experience right uh, and that's what most agencies are so so you know if you're a design agency if you're an it service company for a digital marketing agency that's what you're doing right so you your guy has 5 7 years of um uh, experience in seo you you're basically charging uh, for them by the hour or something similar to that um and their challenges are very very specific right um and and they they also behave in a very similar um fashion so all of these agencies have three core challenges right so so the first challenge is is in terms of their growth which is their positioning branding sales marketing uh, i mean no digital market i mean so um the place where we were there were 1200 other it service agencies right all of them saying that we build web and mobile apps right so so that that's the first problem that they have the second problem that they have is is that of fulfillment um so managing projects managing change requests and ticketing and um and you know making sure that the clients delivery is smooth um that's that's another major problem because more often than not the scope of work is not defined um or if they are on retainer then then the collaboration between the client and the and the team is is very difficult right um and then the third major problem and and this is this is still a problem and and we we're trying to solve it as much as we can is is that no agency gets paid on time right which is the revenues so um so so their invoicing their their follow ups their automation um and and just just you know as simple as getting paid on time um so so we said hey you know these are these are like uh eight nine challenges that that this particular sector faces um and so why don't we uh, we already have the product which which kind of helps in uh, collaboration which is project management ticketing and and processes and all of those things why don't we expand uh, towards growth and also expand towards uh, towards making sure that they get paid on time right um and so that's that's basically what we did so we went instead of being a collaboration tool for everyone we we went into uh, being an end to end client life cycle manager for for agencies and and so that's that's something that we internally call as a t shaped model um which is which is actually used in in education and in careers right so um so so as an example if you're a sales person or let's say if you're a marketing person you you know a little bit of marketing of everything and then you are an expert in let's say seo um which is which is basically what what we uh, are as well uh, we do little bit of collaboration across everything and then and then for agencies we are very specific and and uh, the benefits are, uh, are are super high so that's that's basically how we um, how we are there and and we've we've pivoted quite a many times right so while i'm uh, telling i'm sharing this this story with you it it sounds like a very easy easy transition um but it was 
it, 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 these are major decisions, right? And and so so it was reduced with so something as simple as building our MVP, um, the first version that we that we brought out in the market, we failed like three times, right? So so we'd go out in the market, we'd get rejected, and then we'll come back to the drawing board. And and the thing is, you you don't know which variable is wrong. Right? You don't know whether your sales sales skills are uh, bad or your product is bad or the interface is bad or the client is not right. So so it, you could have failed because of n number of reasons right uh, and you don't know that um so uh, so yeah so so the journey has been um, um, you know filled with with uh, so yes yes right there right there how do you when you said this is very interesting when you said when you don't know whether you know whether you're you're getting weak at sales or yeah. is is there something really wrong with the product because yeah. what happens is the client will always uh, the client even if they don't want to pay right now or you know buy the product they will yeah. Ultimately, uh, and especially in India, I think they will, uh, you know, specifically be like, you know, the, your product is not suitable to us. They will not yeah. be outspoken about the fact that, you know, right now we don't want to have a paid product or, you know, we don't. Or want to let's say they don't have a budget. Or, I mean, even if they don't have, have a budget, budget, they say your right. product is not good. Yeah. Your product is not good enough. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, how do you, uh, how do you figure that, uh, that out in, from that gray area where, you know, you have to, because uh, ultimately, uh, you have to realize that you have limited time. You have your own yeah. budget. You have your own time span. You have your own deadlines to meet. You have your investors to get their uh, money uh, rolling and things like that, right? Yeah. So uh, when you said it is, you know, when you're talking about it, it seems like a very easy transition. But I can totally imagine the kind yeah. of uh, you know decisions because these are like bold calls, right? You want to yeah. a, you want to fight with someone like a slack or you know come in that yeah. category b you want to yeah. call yourself as a, as a as a tool for agency once you do that position yourself invest in that you can't overnight change that to exactly. something else yeah right so so these are decisions which involve like years probably you know two or three years yeah. of time that you will be investing in it so Correct. totally understandable on how uh, critical they might have been and People also need to know, especially when they are starting out. So, you know, when you're exiting college and when you're joining an incubation center or, you know, you have just taken a call, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to start something. They need to know the real struggle also. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, they need to know that these things are It is not, not just that there are so many people that I interact with or meet. And over these young, like I was recently at my college and, you know, there was these people who wanted to uh, pursue entrepreneurship and you know they were like uh, they, they, their mindset is you know I want to do this and raise funds you yeah. know as if yeah. raising funds is you like start some sort with, of uh, stone that correct. <laughs> correct. To, correct. 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 without realizing that uh, raising funds is like uh, you know it's the starting point it's like yeah. uh, setting course for a five year long journey it's a responsibility it's not an achievement but yeah, on a, on a casual note, uh, typically, you know, what's the work like, uh, work week like for you? Are you working seven days a week or how does it work? So, uh, so more often than not, almost every day uh, on, a, on a working day, it's, it's you know, achha, you know, there's, there's some um, issue over there, go there and, and fix it. There's some fire over here, just go there and, and do job fight or whatever. Um, and then weekends are, are when I'm like, okay, chalo, this, is, this is the time that I have now. Let me think. And let me uh, uh, see what what we can do about uh, about something that is that is not a burning issue, right? So, yeah. so yeah, so that's that's basically how how it is right now. Makes sense. 
so yash we were uh, you know talking about a very interesting topic on uh, raising funds so yes. just take us through your journey of uh, you know how you went about it and uh, what would be your advice to budding entrepreneurs who are just starting out in terms of what their views should be and how they should go about raising funds so uh, so so uh, our first round of funds was was with uh, cii and two other investors um, and that was what we uh, we kind of raised as a part of the accelerator round right? it was a normal equity uh, financing and um, and that it was it was very specific that that was to build an mvp right uh, that we can take out in the market and get trust 10 paying customers um, the second round that we raised was was about 65 lakhs uh, which was from a group of angel investors um, and the goal of, of that about a hundred thousand dollars. So, so the goal of that uh, funding round was uh, was basically to build the product up and, and take it to about a hundred customers who are paying us on a monthly basis. Um, and then the hope was was that we'll turn profitable or operationally profitable by once we reach hundred customers, right? Um, and and for n number of reasons, we were we were able to reach to about 150, 160 customers, but we were still not profitable, right? So we were operationally profitable. But cumulatively, we were still not uh, not profitable. So month on month, we were able to pay for all of our expenses. We were able to afford uh, everyone at their market standard salary. So ESOPs stopped becoming kind of an incentive, and so 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 we were able to pay all the salaries and everything. But still, cumulative profitability was was becoming a little difficult, and and it was um, a little difficult to to have some some amount of corpus to invest in growth. Right. So we were growing. Uh, the, at the pace at which our customers were referring our product, but we were genuinely not able to invest in stuff that was there was going to be inorganic, which is like ads and and stuff like that. Right. So, so then we we set out in the in the market, and this was 2015, right? So then we set out in the market. I think in 2017 uh, mid, uh, once we kind of uh, agreed on that this is the space that we want to actually focus on in terms of um, agencies, and and this is the the segment that we are going to work on. Um, and and we went out in the market to raise another round, and and it was going to be somewhere around 2.6 uh, crores, um, which we raised, um, and and then uh, and then in about four or five months we returned the capital, um, because um, we were not able to. So us and and the investor were not able to agree on a, a particular vision for the product. Right, so the conversations that I um, that I was having after the fundraise. Um, about vision of the product, right? Not in terms of where the capital should be invested, uh, but in terms of what is the end goal of the uh, of the company. We we kind of had a disagreement, so we, we returned the capital four or five months later, and then we um, kind of moved on. Um, we're able to do that because we're still running responsibly in terms of being continuously being operationally cash flow positive, and and yeah, so that's that's basically been our uh, been our, our journey in terms of fundraising uh, thus far. I've uh, I've pitched to more than a hundred plus, uh, you know, VCs and angels. I've negotiated uh, more than fourteen term sheets for our uh, for our company. Um, we have uh, about seventeen investors who who are on our cap table. Um, our board is is very clean, so it's it's only me, Abhishek, and Anupama, all the three co-founders. Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, the journey up until this point of time. And uh, one of the things that I've learned. Uh, you know, over this period is is that uh, you know fundraising, as I was sharing with uh, Jivitesh as well, is it's a it's a it's a responsibility. It's it's not an achievement, right? So, um, so you get uh, you know a couple of PR articles, you get known, your family is is proud of you, you get social validation, 
um but it is it is important and 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 you should live that glory right for sure i mean i'm not saying that um you know you should not do that you should absolutely 100% do that because it benefits the business genuinely um however it's also important to remember that that in the end it's it's a vanity metric right it's it's, it's a metric that makes you feel good but it does not um, add any um, value to what it is that you are doing right? so so it, it it's essentially comparable to you know facebook or instagram likes um you feel good you get a rush um you know people know about what you're doing um however uh, it it does not add value or it does not uh, you know improve what it is that you're doing um, significantly right? um, so so it's important to remember that uh, you know when you're when you're starting to uh, or, or looking to raise a round of fund um it's it's also important to remember the way to go about it is to set a milestone for yourself or to set a target or a goal for yourself right you cannot say that hey you know i have an idea if i have money then i'll be able to bring it to market so bringing it to market is not a plan right um the idea should be that you know in 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 12 months time or 18 months time i want to reach at this particular stage if i want to reach that at this particular stage which it, it could be defined in a couple of different variables right the simplest way to go about it is to say that i need to have n number of features in my product i need to have x number of customers why of those customers need to be paying and i need z amount of revenue right um and and so you know that's that's the goal that's what i want to reach in in 12 months and if i want to reach there then these are the set of activities that i need to do uh, to support these set of activities this is the amount of fund that i will require and obviously because the plan is made on excel sheet it will it will be wrong by at least 20 um and so i'll i'll need I'll need 1.25x or 1.3x uh, because I'm going to make mistakes, right? There are going to be wrong hires. There are going to be customers who will who will buy your service but not pay you. There are, I mean, you're you're going to make n number of mistakes, right? Um, and but but that's the way to go about it, right? So so and that's what uh, we were very very lucky uh, to be guided on this by CII, um, and and so they did regular workshops uh, to to make sure that. um this is not just what we listened to or heard but this is something that we put into practice as well um and and so so our first round was to build our mvp and get 10 paying customers second round was to get 100 paying customers and improve the product um, add some amount of features um and the third round that we had raised which we returned the capital was was basically to reach to about 5000 paying customers um and and you know thankfully uh, we are beyond that um, as of now um just with our own capital so that's that's been our our fundraising journey golden words there yash i think some really really uh, important lessons over there but uh, one thing that really caught my attention uh, you know uh, was the fact that you decided to return funds to one of the investors so yeah. you know how does one how does an aspiring entrepreneur decide who is the correct partner for them you know there might be people who are willing willing to put up the money but might not you know see the same vision as you do so how correct. how do you how do you find the right partner so uh, so so there it's it's a it's a spray and pray world out there right so so as as i also shared right you pitch to 100 plus angels and vcs um and then it, it it's it, it's it's exactly like asking how do you find a life partner right so it's exactly like the, the the process is the same right you've got to like them they've got to like you both of you have to invest you are investing your your effort and your time they're investing their money which is their capital or their labor um but yeah so that's that's basically that's basically how it works so you you've got to 
you go to speed dating um, over here you go to events um, you know you pitch to people you ask for references you ask your friend they are you know connect me with 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 a single uh, you know lady who you know or whatever uh, over here you ask your entrepreneur friends they are you know connect me with your existing investor or whatever the case may be right so so it's, it, the process is exactly like that right so you it's it's a bit more uh, you know it's it, it's not as emotional it's a bit more pragmatic and so so you are you you are permitted to use excel sheets and making lists and stuff like that over here um <laughs> but at a at a fundamental kind of a philosophical level that's that's kind of how it works right so the way that we would we we would do is is that we'd actually uh, you know go out and find lists of of investors and there are there are n number of lists and databases available right um we'd visit their linkedin profile we'd visit their website um so so as an example so i'll give you an example um so so when we were talking so we, we when we are looking at at let's say raising capital from safe partners right this is one of the sector agnostic very very popular and successful um vc funds or pe funds actually in india um you you go to their website you go to their team page you find the analyst who's looking after your industry so in my case it was software as a service so i find the analyst who's 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 looking after saas um go to his linkedin page send out a connection request with a message just a very simple message saying hey you know i'm doing some exciting work in saas space in a one line intro of your company um the analyst will respond to you because his promotion is due if he's bringing good startups right so so the principal at safe partners will not respond for sure uh, but the analyst will right um and and it, you don't need to have an elaborate long message it, it could just be one simple sentence saying hey you know so we would we would write something like you know we are running client joy which is a client management system for agency freelancers we're serving about 1800 customers um and and 35000 users spread across five major geographies doing x amount in recurring revenue per month and we are about a 55 people team we're looking for growth capital would you be open to getting on a on a on an intro call something that is as simple as that right um and and they will get on a call with you and then it's important to remember that when you get on a call with an analyst your job is not to pitch your business to the analyst your job is to enable the analyst to pitch your business to the principal right um so so i i mean obviously i'll have to share details of my business i'll have to share my pitch deck and and financial projections and plan and customers and and all of those things um and traction and and what not right um, but but i've got to give him information or hooks um that that he has got to remember and pitch on my behalf to their principal or their investment committee right um and, and it's only if that conversation happens successfully is when i get a call to pitch again right um and and so that's that's typically how you how do you do an um outreach to an investor maintain it's it's like a sales uh, you know crm so so that's basically what we do so is it is it safe to say that uh, you know linkedin is the tinder for <laughs> entrepreneurs <laughs> that's 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 good i'm i'm going to use this that's that's really good uh, so it is it is for sure wow <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. but very uh, very well put yeah, yash but yeah. it was very uh, clear and it's like uh, very well articulated uh, yeah. right thanks sir right. So yeah that's that's what i that's what i do right so i'm i'm i i don't do anything i mean that's 
as 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 co-founder and in chief, so I'm I'm also non-tech, right? Much like uh, much like you, Jitesh. Uh, so I so I cannot contribute on on the product part. I can I can my mainly the job that I see is is uh, basically convincing other people to to invest in 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 the company in any way, shape, or form. So I'm convincing my my team members to invest their time and effort. I'm convincing my customers to to you know invest their money essentially by buying the product. I'm convincing investors, and that's that's what I'm doing uh, right. most of the time. Specifically, my question is: How have you been able to tackle this uh, challenge of international growth? If you could just touch. Sure. Point. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, so one of the things that we realized early on, uh, we were not successful at implementing a solution. But one of the things that we realized early on was that. If you're building a global product, uh, there's there's just absolutely no other way um, to scale globally, uh, but to have a physical presence in those um, geographies, right? Um, I mean, there are companies who are able to do it, but most of them are B two C companies, right? So, so they, if you're a B two B SaaS application with a little higher ticket size, you've got to have some sort of a physical presence. Now, we were not going to be able to afford an office in US or Australia or or, or anything like that for that matter. So let me. Let me first give you a little bit of context in terms of the traction that we have in those geographies. Right? So we've got about about a third of our customer base in Australia. We've got um, about a fourth of our customer base in in US, and then we've got um, India, Europe, and and Southeast Asia. Right? And we've got very very minor presence in in some parts of Africa and um, and and, uh, and and Middle East, specifically Dubai. So that's that's basically the the spread of the user base that that we have. Right. Now um, it's uh, and so this is something that we had realized early on that we need some sort of physical presence. Um, we had already made the mistake uh, for the first two years, um, thinking that that our startup is about the product that we build and that the product has to be good. Um, we we realized that you know two years in two and a half years in that um, you know distribution is is more important than the product and we've got to obsess more on distribution rather than on the product. Um, uh, if if the product is not good enough, then we'll get a lot of markers in terms of um, you know having us improve the product. But if the distribution is not good enough, we are just going to not not going to move further at all. Um, and so in terms of in terms of distribution, what we started doing was we started implementing a reseller program and an affiliate program and a and a, a partnership program. Right? Um, we did not see a lot of success for the first eight or nine months. Uh, but then we kept at it right? okay you know we'll, we'll be able to find eventually we'll be able to find someone who's interested in um, in you know reselling it and so then we kind of repositioned it that we said hey you know uh, here's uh, here's a way for you to own your own business right so so you you can become a one person company um, your tech is going to be supported by us and you can go out and sell and then you can basically on commission so previously what we were doing was we were reaching out to reseller agencies so we made a list of resellers from uh, you know, folks who are reselling HubSpot or, or Google for Work or, or Freshworks products and stuff like that, and those are organizations, right? And, and you've got to be at a certain level for an organization to onboard you as a partner. Um, but then, when we change the positioning to saying, you know, hey, Jivitesh, what if um, you know you have a, you already have a product built, there's zero investment um, on whatever sales that you bring, you get twenty percent of it. Um, and, and then we kind of had a small calculator put up on, on our affiliates page where we said, hey, you know, if you're able to bring n number of customers, and this is what your recurring um, income is going to be. And so, so within a month, within about a month, we were able to close our first reseller, which to date is the largest contributor in terms of revenue. They 
that that guy um, and and i i'm not sure whether i should be uh, proud or or uh, ashamed of this but that guy brings in more business than i do so um, so um, so so he sells more of of our product than any other channel that we have right um and and so so that that's the first guy that we that we closed um and then and and within a quarter or about 6 months we were able to build a case study out of it um then we started getting more and more conversions so as of now we've got about 420 430 odd uh, affiliates and resellers on board um out of which uh, somewhere close to 34 35 are performing right which is which is a good rate to have typically 7 to 9% is is the performance that you get um and and yeah i mean that's that's working out fine so so the thing that that this makes it easier in in the way that we reach out to a global audience is is that um the best part about us reaching out to global audience is that we are not right so um people and and, and i'll be very very honest with you um there is a significant amount of trust deficit that developed economies see in software and services space with indians right and and um and it's absolutely pragmatic right so um you know some people may feel that um you know this is some kind of discrimination or xyz or whatever uh, i i don't care i mean so if you are uh, it's it's a very simple basic fact if you are an indian pitching to a uh, to a us based company um the same pitch if that goes from a us guy to a us based company is more likely to buy right um it's as simple as that and and for increasing that likelihood you should be open to sharing a percentage with them um and and that's the that's the philosophy uh, that we kind of uh, implemented and and that's been working out well for us so we interact with 30 40 50 people um and then they interact with with their uh, customer base they are able to offer support in their way they are able to offer demos in their way they are able to share assets in their way and we we basically are just an enabler and so that's that's basically how how it works for us that uh, yes that brings me uh, to uh, thinking about something that i i think i heard from some of uh, you know one of us only i i don't remember who but it was in one of these entrepreneur uh, talks and uh, that guy said you know our job is to get the right people to do the right job for us yeah yeah absolutely so it's i can really connect the dots here and you know like uh, see that when you got the right people in to do what you were trying to do yourself yeah yeah they did it and in fact they did it much in a much larger way than you could yeah yeah so, absolutely so most of the time when we you know try to do something on our own when we uh, know that this is not what we are good at but yeah. you know following that philosophy that you know in a startup you have to do everything on your own and you have to be at it and you know things like that somewhere yeah. i feel you have to uh, zoom out and you know like look at things in a way ki is am i the right person to do this or should yeah. i be looking for the right person to get this done and another thing that i've also realized is is that uh, you know even if you are the right person to do this you may actually want to get out of it right because um after a point if you're doing a lot of things you also become a bottleneck which which does more harm than it helps right? and so uh, and so so like even if you're good at something um if you if you look at your role as is just finding good people to do those those jobs for you um uh, just enabling things right uh, i think that's that's uh, that's a great way to um, to look at it so so uh, so the so the framework uh, could be that that you know your job on day 0 is to find good people to do those jobs since for n number of reasons you've not been able to find those people you are doing that right now but at first opportunity you'll move out 
right um so that that that's something that uh, that i've been forced to realize i think what you must be more than 50 people uh, or uh, or how how big or yeah, uh, 55 right so uh, 55 yeah i mean of course so that takes uh, that takes some amount of at the eagles i am not uh, you know like, yeah uh, i've given ownership uh, so one of my co-founder is of operations is shashwatan um my co-founder anubhama is, is heading the product and then we recently acquired a um a digital marketing agency called netsavvies which is so so the founder of that company is is heading growth for us uh, whose name is sahil and, and again a super uh, you know competent guy super ownership um and we've we known each other for a long time he's interestingly with you know i created his work uh, very um tightly with with vibhav as well from from habilo right so um so so basically all of these three they own their their parts uh, into the company and that's the responsibility that they have um and i look at myself as is essentially an enabler okay okay this is a problem then let, let me try and fix that problem um if you are facing a problem over here let me try and fix that that problem for you and so that's that's basically become my job role so uh, what i've done internally is i basically created a i basically created a google form um and i've given that link to to these five people in in my organization so one is our accounts guy anupama shashwat sahil and another guy who's who's heading our fulfillment called varun so all these five people have access to that form and and as and when they find a problem they'll just put that describe it and submit it and then my job is to is to have that excel sheet open and then just start working on it right away uh, and then offer them updates and stuff like that so that's that's basically how how i'm i'm trying to uh, you know kind of hold the ship together Right. So, uh, but uh, interesting. Has it has it been like uh, you know like uh, really uh, difficult from uh, from a three people to a fifty five people or whether uh, it's like a journey? वो हो जाता है like you learn on the way. And, so, uh, uh, so does it become like a lethargic ship? Yeah, ऐसा होता है that it is it becomes very difficult to move in the, as swiftly as you used to probably when you were like a ten people team, or yeah. uh, eventually with time you. so it's like kind it's of, like uh, you know uh, whenever there has to be a change um, it's it's a nightmare right um, so <laughs> uh, so so it's like uh, you know turning a turning a bicycle and turning an aeroplane uh, probably not an aeroplane a truck right now but then we'll get there hopefully right um, and and so uh, and and so so um, and this is another thing that that uh, you know i was told by by one of our investors that Uh, any team has to reinvent its its internal communication at every multiple of 3 and 10 right so so as an example when you're just one person you you don't need any communication you're just talking to yourself your thoughts you know you, you're able to work when you're three people you need to have some sort of communication which could be let's say calls based or uh, or text based or something like that uh, then when you go to 10 which is which is the next multiple is when um, you need to have a proper system where there are conversations are um, you know uh, they are they are channelized and, and you are you are able to follow each and every subject or each and every channel um, then the next is is at 30 which is where you need a proper project management system a task management system your communication has got to become more written um, so that so that uh, you know verbal uh, you know misunderstandings can be can be good be gotten rid of and then the next one is going to be at 100 right so 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 the complete way in which it's in which internally the organization communicates 
um, and the way in which it thinks is is different at, at every third and tenth multiple, right? Um, so that's that's one of the challenges. Um, but it's it's fun here. So um, the the best part about it is is that we are able to um, all the fifty five people in the organization are are able to work as a as a single unit, right? And and work towards something that is going to make us uh, a lot better, uh, a lot faster. So um, it's 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 fun and it's challenging in its, in its own way. Uh, however, it, it becomes a lot less agile uh, in terms of the, the, the quickness with which it, it used to move. Uh, but to be honest with, with you, I, I don't really miss that. And, and here's the reason why, right? Um, since it was easier for us to, us to change, um, we were changing often. Um, and, and often without putting enough thought process into it. Now that the change has become difficult, we really have to be sure before we, uh, you know, imbibe or, or bring about a change in the organization. Um, and so that is, that is made, uh, since it is harder, it has made all of us to think a lot more before we bring about any change. So, so changes have become more responsible is what I'd say. Um, and yeah, so, made, so it's, made, uh, it's made sticking out easier, which is the most difficult, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, uh, takes me back to my days at, uh, you know, Zomato. I, I obviously wasn't around when it was just a 55 member team, but I saw it grow from a one product company to a five product company. And, mm-hmm. you know, how it was just a uh, banner ad that, that too on the website that we used to be selling yeah. as a part of the Zomato sales team and then ultimately grew into online ordering partnerships, white label applications, yeah. point of sale systems yeah. and... Yeah. You know, that, that growth story, even though there are a lot of like inflection points all through it and uh, hearing it from a you know, founder's point of view, someone who's driving that, uh, that, uh, you know, that car, that really gives me a perspective that I never really had. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, so a founder, I mean, just to clarify, a founder is never driving the car. The founder is just saving it from a crash all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the car is just... The car is just driving itself, right? You're just saving it, it from a, trying to save it from a crash. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I think initial yeah. momentum and then just corrective movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what. That's what. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's cool. Good. Yeah. So, and you know, uh, what's the vision now? Where do you want to take it? That's one thing that I'm really intrigued to know. So, uh, so we, so our, our vision uh, essentially is to is to um, as I shared, you know, the, the three major challenges that, that agencies are facing, um, you know, our vision is to, uh, you know, help agencies across all of these three uh, challenges. And, um, and, and, and our product is one way of, of doing it. Um, uh, there are a lot of other ways of doing that as well. And so, so what we're doing is, is we're building something that we're calling as client joy universe. Right? It's not out there. It will be out in about three, four months. Uh, but we're building this thing called client joy universe where what we're doing is, is we're partnering with with experts and, and agency owners who can actually teach other agency owners on very specific topics, right? So we're building courses, we're building um, you know research-based eBooks, and, and obviously writing blogs and doing webinars and summits and stuff like that, right? So so we're helping agency owners with the kind of knowledge that they need. Um, then obviously the second part is is making the product better, helping them you know offer a better experience to their for, to their clients. 
And the third part that we are building as a part of the universe is, is also working with other companies and, um, and, and, you know, getting a discount. So basically what we're doing is, is we're reaching out to other products that agencies need to use um, apart from us, obviously we're reaching out to other products and then we're asking them for a discount, right? So we, we go to them and say, Hey, you know, we've got 1800, 1900, 2000 agencies who are using our product. Um, you know, what kind of a discount can you do? Uh, you already run an affiliate program. That's 20% off. Can you do another 10% off? Don't give anything to us, pass that discount to our customers. Right. And so, so it helps our customers procure other products that they absolutely need at a lower uh, cost as well. Right. And, and so it adds, you know, an additional value to them as a client or customer. So, um, so, so these are a couple of things that, that we are doing. And, and so the goal is, is to, is to help a hundred thousand agencies um, uh, do all of these things over the next three years. Right. So, um, um, help them grow and evolve with the, with courses, eBooks, blogs, webinars, summits, um, help them manage better, offer better client experiences through our product and, and help them buy other products that they absolutely need as an example, an accounting software or a social media automation software or an email marketing software, whatever those things are, right. Which, which we are not, uh, which we cannot have, uh, in-house as a part of client experience platform. Um, and then kind of procure that at a, at a lower cost. Yeah. So these are the couple of things that, that we're working on. So we've got about 10, 12 partners on board, two, three courses on board. We're, we're building a library and then we'll put it out there in about three to four months. Awesome. Sounds like you're, you know, you're trying to build an entire ecosystem around your product. So it, that's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. yeah. Sounds awesome. Uh, just one thing that I want uh, from you is that, you know, like, uh, let me just brief you a little about why we are doing this. And like I told you uh, that, you know, we want to go out there and, uh, you know, help uh, all of those young aspiring entrepreneurs who are entering now into the field and, you know, who are probably two years into it or three years into it. We want them to get some real, you know, like the real day-to-day experience yeah. that we go through, right? And uh, that in, in, in a form of a conversation as uh, candid as this, right? So... If someone listening to this, like our job is done, if they get, you know, like if, if it saves them even a year of time yeah, you know, by yeah, probably yeah, not yeah. making some certain mistake, I think we probably did our bit towards them. So what I want from you is to, you know, like just uh, give, let's say three tips or, you know, like four tips to budding entrepreneurs, uh, you know, like these three uh, traps that they need to be aware of or, you know, like something sure. like that. Sure. I mean, so, uh, so there are I mean, a lot of things, but, but so the three, I mean, that are on, uh, on, on top of priority is, is um, you know, if you're just starting out, the first one is, um, is, is, you know, research better, right? Google Forms is not research. Um, just asking your friends so that they agree to what you are doing is, is not uh, research. Get rid of confirmation bias. Get rid of asking leading questions. Do genuine amount of research to, to arrive to a particular conclusion. Don't decide the uh, result and then kind of frame the question so that, so that, um, that's the that's the conclusion right so that's um, that'd be number number one um, second uh, is is that is that if you can um, you know find uh, co-founders or or your partners who are who are complementary in terms of the skill sets that you have um, I was to be honest very lucky in in, in so far as as getting an, a co-founder who came from a product design background and another co-founder who came from technology background and the fact that the three of us knew very well. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, Anupama is, is, is my wife now, right? So, um, so, so we've, I mean, we've really, really uh, uh, tightly knit, knit group and diverse in terms of our 
skill sets and our and our understanding so uh, that will be the second thing uh, that uh, you know whatever business that you are starting just find someone who has a different perspective and different skill set um, than you and, and then the third one uh, would be would be that don't think that uh, i mean a lot of times what happens is that when they start hearing no from customers and from investors they start to think that you know maybe the customer did not understand or the investor did not understand their idea um and and that may that may very well be the case but the blame is not them the blame is on you right you did not communicate it better um so either the either your communication was at fault or uh, the idea was not good enough uh, or the pitch was not good enough right um so if the other person does not understand it it's it's your fault uh, the the goal of communication is not to say it it's for the other party to understand it i mean that's that's the goal um, right and and so pitch to uh, just continue to to pitch to as many people as as you can it's a practice uh, and and it's a uh, your your pitch presentation it's it's a living document right it's not something that you wrote one day and then that's what you send to everyone this is the feedback and the questions that you get you've got to incrementally improve that as well um and it's it's like a it's like a lawyer or a doctor right they 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 never become uh, they never become perfect I and mean, it's it's always a practice right and that's what the pitch is also it's it's a practice so yeah these would be the top 3 things that that's great man like uh, there's so much to learn from you even at when <laughs> <laughs> it's just um just just experience and failure talking man so um this is this is where uh this is it's, it's one of the things that i i understood is that you know in in technology you cannot measure someone's skill set with the years of experience but in terms of communication and in terms of uh, you know management i mean uh, the amount of years does help if you're if you're doing uh, you know that particular job so yeah